This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I don't sing, I don't dance, I don't do those anymore, anything I don't show, you won't try here anymore. Michael. 35, stands on the corner of 8th Avenue and 14th Street in Manhattan, New York. Michael has a newfound passion for street photography, which he hopes will help him clear his head and prove to be a less expensive alternative to dating all the time, as he saves for his upcoming dental surgery. He feels his phone vibrate periodically, but ignores it. He knows that Ray, 27, is texting him, hoping to meet him again, but Michael is ghosting her. Her casual, racist comments featured in last week's episode were too off-putting to him. Bradley, 33, ascends the stairs from the A-train subway station and greets Michael. Yo, what are you doing? Are you taking pictures of random people? This feels illegal. Nah, it's just a little street photography. It ain't never hurt nobody. I don't agree with that at all. But I don't have time or the energy to argue with you about it. So Nashville, that food blogger that my cousin set me up with, she's in town when we went out last night. Oh shit, how'd that go? Um, I actually don't know. I met her at a Greek restaurant in the West Village. Wait, her name isn't really Nashville, is it? No, that's what her blog's called. Her name's Kelly. But, I don't know, I don't expect you to remember every girl's name. Anyway, I was like 45 minutes late because the traffic getting down there was nuts, and I thought taking a rideshare would be faster than the subway, but that was not the case. Yeah, rails are always faster than wheels, man. Always. Well, I don't know about always, but in this case, it was absolutely the case, and I felt like a dick. Especially because she was in from out of town. Uh, But she was really nice about it. And then we had a nice conversation, but I couldn't tell if she was throwing me a makey-outy vibe. Were we throwing her a makey-outy vibe? I thought she was real cute, but we mostly talked about the food scene here, which felt like work. And then the date went on for a long time. Bradley uses air quotes when saying the word date. We got burgers for dessert, which she insisted upon because I'm the fucking burger guy now. With, like, one exception, it was really hard for me to pivot the conversation to the subject of romance or any other sexy shit. What was the exception? At one point, I got her talking about her last relationship, which turned into her saying that she doesn't want to date guys in Nashville anymore. So that's a plus in my column, I guess. I'm not a guy in Nashville. You're definitely not a guy from Nashville. But I take it there was no making out? You take it correctly. Uh, She's staying with her brother in Astoria, so I walked her to the subway. We had a good, solid hug. A good, solid hug? That sounds, um, amazing. Yeah, lame. But her boobs felt great. (laughs) We sat there awkwardly for a while, and I feel like that was the moment she was hoping I'd go for the kiss, but then I didn't. There just hadn't really been, like, enough build-up for that moment. That's why I always try and kiss him at the bar. Some girls don't like PDA. Right, but I have this way of doing it that's been working out nicely. There's usually just a lull in the conversation, so I look at the girl right in the eye and I say, Look, I know I'm going to kiss you later. It's going to be at the subway. It's going to feel weird and awkward, so let's just do it now. We get it out of the way and it'll be much more pleasant. That works? Almost every time. No, wait. Every time. I don't think that success rate is going to keep up, man. For one thing, people like mystery on a date. For another, like I said, some people just are really opposed to PDA. And last, and probably most important, everything you just said sounds cheesy. Well, the girls I like tend to like cheesy. Are you going to see Kelly again while she's in town? So I think that's where I redeem myself, because when I got home, I texted her, tonight was really fun, I hope I see you again before too long. And she texted back thanks and a smiley emoji. But I think saying that I wanted to see her again at least planted the seed that, you know, I want to get makey out. Did she say anything in English? I mean, emojis are nice, but words are better. She said goodnight, nothing after that. So who knows? What's your situation right now? Oh, with racist Ray? She keeps texting me, but I'm ghosting out for a while. You're ghosting? 
Mike, you were so self-righteous about those girls who stood you up a while back. How are you just going to ghost racist Ray now without any explanation? Well, for one, she's racist, Ray, so I don't feel that guilty about it. And for another, I don't know how much I care right now. My motivation for being a gentleman is pretty low right now because my mind is mostly occupied with finding someone who isn't racist that will be nice to me when I have my surgery. I wonder if there's a way that you could send her a ghost emoji so that she'd understand that you were done. Technically, since you're sending her the emoji, you're not ghosting, though. It's a bit of a catch-22. <laughs> I don't really want to think about it. Let's get lunch now. I'm meeting up with a work friend soon, and I'm kind of in a hustle. Sure thing. She's still texting you? Damn. That wasn't my phone. Oh, shit, it was mine. Oh, Kelly wants me for drinks tonight. I guess I kind of know what I'm doing after all. After lunch, Michael meets Anthony, 42. Anthony is a longtime colleague of Michael's who also lives on the Upper West Side. Anthony mentored Michael early in his career as an animator, and Michael has leaned on Anthony many times for life decisions as well. Anthony was a proud bachelor for many years before marrying a kind actress named Erin one month ago. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Mr. Michael. How's it going, sir? Things are great, man. It's the best day of my life. Really? No, I just say that shit sometimes. How are you? How was the honeymoon? You still married? Absolutely. Fiji was incredible. We had this little hut that was right on the water. Absolutely pristine. How about you? How's your love life going? That's actually not going so great. So I didn't tell you this before you left, but I, I just found out that I have to have oral surgery, and I'm going to lose one of my teeth, and um, it's actually one of my front teeth. So I have to wear this stupid flipper mouth guard thing on with a fake tooth on it. It's going to be a whole year, and then I'm going to have like this implant. It's just, it's just a nightmare. Ooh, yikes. Yeah, so I kind of feel like I need to kick my dating life into hyperdrive so I can find a girlfriend before you know I look like a hillbilly. Oh, shit. Because you think a girl won't like you without a front tooth. Well, yeah, but mainly I just need someone to care enough about me to sit through the surgery with me. Like, I need somebody there to, you know, escort me out of the building, otherwise they won't do it. What are you talking about? I'll totally do that for you. Is it in the hood? No, that's a problem. It's up in Westchester, and it's on a Wednesday at, like, 1 p.m. Yeah, I, I'm not doing that. See, that's why I didn't ask you. So anyway, uh, you just doing the online dating? Uh, yeah, it's a, been a bit of a shit show, though. Not finding anybody? No, um, the last girl I went on a date with was actually kind of racist, but it feels like it's the only way to meet people nowadays. So stop online dating and just use this trick I used to use before I met Aaron. There's a story behind it. I was walking down the street, and I made eye contact with this woman. She was magnetic. Just had an energy around her that was drawing me in. We lock eyes, and I really felt like we connected and we had a moment... We passed each other, and I walked about a block before I realized that I should say something to her. I turned around just in time to see her disappear into an apartment building, and I walked back to the building, but she wasn't in the lobby. All I saw was a doorman sitting there. Wait, it sounds a little stocky. Okay, hold on. It definitely isn't. So I'm standing outside for a bit, and I come up with an idea. I grab a piece of paper out of my bag, and I write a little note that says, Hey there, my name is Anthony, and I was the guy you just walked past on the street. I really felt we had a little connection, so I wanted to give you my number in case you wanted to get a drink sometime. I know it's atypical, but I would always regret not approaching you. I go back inside and approach the doorman. I tell him I want to leave the note for the beautiful woman who just entered the building, and would he mind giving it to her? He gives her the note, and done. Nice. Yeah, I was pretty proud of myself for that one. So a couple days go by, and I kind of forget about it. Then, out of the blue... I get a text message from her, and she says she wants to meet for coffee. Whoa. I know. She said she thought my note was really sweet and clever, and she should at least give me a chance. So we set up a time, and I show up at a coffee shop to meet her. As I'm waiting there, this beautiful woman walks in, heads over to me. She asks me if I'm Anthony, and I'm confused, but I say yes. And she introduces herself as the woman I've been texting. Then I realize the doorman thought I was talking about someone else and gave that woman the note. 
I'm not complaining. This woman was gorgeous and probably more attractive than the woman I intended to meet. So did you ever tell her about the mix-up? Absolutely not. She said she actually remembers seeing me on the street and having the connection. So we talked for a while, and we actually have a really great time. That's crazy, man. Did you ever see her again? Uh, we dated for a little while, but ultimately it didn't work out. She was great in bed, though. But this was the start of my brilliant idea. Which was? I went home, and I wrote out a bunch of notes that pretty much said the exact same thing. Hello, I saw you on the street. We had a connection. I'm Anthony, and we should get together sometime. Then I went to a bunch of doorman buildings in the neighborhood and gave the same spiel to the doorman. Ultimately, the doorman would just pick out the woman in the building he thought was beautiful and give him my note. It didn't bother you that the doorman gets to decide who you go out with? Like, in your first example, you didn't get to go out with the girl that you really wanted to. I mean, yeah, sure, the second girl was pretty, but you said the first girl was magnetic, and man, that's not nothing. No, it doesn't bother me at all. With an app, you let the app's algorithm decide who you go out with. I just left it up to a doorman to decide. It's really not that far of a bridge to cross. So how often does this work? More often than you'd think, because ultimately it comes down to this. Women, and men too, they want to have a great meeting story. They want something spontaneous and unique and special in their lives. They definitely don't want to tell their grandchildren when they met their grandfather online because he was over 5'10", and also because they like to show New Girl. That's fucking lame. They just want more than that. That's a really good point, because that's the ultimate downside of online dating, right? It just makes for a terrible story. This trick is my gift to you, sir. Start writing some notes and go visit some doorman buildings. Wait, do you mind if we do a couple now? Yes, I think we must. While Michael and Anthony walk to a drugstore to purchase stationery and a pen, Bradley arrives at a lounge in Astoria to meet Kelly, 30, the founder and sole employee of Nashville LLC. Kelly is very proud of her accomplishments as a food blogger in Nashville, Tennessee, but she makes her living as a supervising account director at a public relations firm specializing in pharmaceutical clients. We join them as they are finishing their first round of drinks. So it's the same in Nashville, right? Because in New York, you have to swipe five or six times before they start showing you normal-looking girls. Oh yeah, the apps are so annoying that way. At least the first three profiles they serve up are of guys who look too good to be true. I don't think I've matched with one of them. Same. And I just don't understand what the app's endgame is. It's just to get you thinking that they're really hot people on them. Okay, but then what happens when you've been on the app for five or six months and then every day you're being served with these gorgeous people and you never match with them? I don't know if they're playing the long game like that. I think they want to get you really excited about the app so you impulse buy the premium features. That's a good point. But I don't think they take into account the way we think about attractiveness in terms of comparisons. <laughs> like, they front-loaded the app with these super hot people, so the profiles that come right after that look worse in comparison than they would if they were the first profiles. I'm never going to match with these perfectly fine-looking girls because they come after these gorgeous girls. Yeah, I agree with that. Just like when a guy's first picture is a group shot, then you go into his profile and figure out which one he is, and it turns out he's the weirdest-looking guy in the picture he posted. Yes! Girls do that too, and I have to question the judgment of girls who don't know that they're posting pics of themselves with friends that are way better looking. These bad decision-making abilities are not attractive. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. It's mean. I don't even want to know what you would have thought about my profile. My girlfriends are really hot. I mean, I contacted you after I saw an Instagram story video that you posted with your hot girlfriends. You look sexy in comparison. So you think I'm sexy. Yeah, can we talk about this actually? I was very confused the last time we met up because I didn't know... Before Bradley can finish his sentence, Kelly quickly leans forward and places a swift but gentle kiss squarely on his lips. Can we not talk about this actually? I'm having fun and I don't like talking about every feeling that I'm having. Bradley sits back in his chair and considers ignoring Kelly's request in order to get on the same page as his date. Then, he decides that he wants to make out more than he wants to get clarity on the situation.
and we're back with another advertisement from another podcast in the illustrious Jabberjaw Media Collection of Podcasts. Today, we are going to inform you, thusly, of the Peer Pleasure Podcast. That's P-E-E-R, nope, only two of those E's, Pleasure. Peer Pleasure Podcast, which you can find at peerpleasurepodcast.com. Peer Pleasure is a podcast by a man named Dewey. Yeah, he used to live in Alaska, but now he lives in Portland. We know things about Dewey. So Dewey's been in the music industry since he's been 13. We also know that he's got a lot of cool guests on his show. Some of those guests include members of the band's Goldfinger, a lot of bands that I've been really into or was really into when I was a kid. Recently he interviewed Yoni Wolf from the band Yeah, and that one speaks to me because of Judaism, son. It's a very real, authentic experience. That's the peer in Peer Pleasure. He talks to his peers and derives pleasure from it. It's a pun? Yeah, that's what it is. That's how the pun works, man. For all you listeners... You can go to purepleasurepodcast.com to find this podcast. You can go to jabberjawmedia.com to find it. Uh, you can also find Too Old to Date there. Or you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and all those other lovely places that people find podcasts, including soundcloud.com. Meanwhile, Michael and Anthony have determined the stationery upon which they will write their notes and set off to the nearest doorman apartment building. Before entering, they sit on a bench in the median of Broadway and compose their first note. Okay, so what does the note say? Eh, doesn't need to be fancy. Just a good afternoon. I don't want to be too forward, but we made eye contact on the street today, and I believe we made a connection. I'd love to have the opportunity to get to know you. If you'd like to go get a cup of coffee sometime, let me know. And then we put your number on it. Okay, got it. So, you'll show me how to do this? I'm married, Mike. You're doing this on your own. Gotta try if you want to fly. Ah, Jesus Christ. Michael enters Willow Peak, a newly renovated 26-story apartment building. The stone lions that flank the front door prove an ominous sign for what lies inside. Martin, 43, has been working as a doorman at Willow Peak for 17 years. He has recently earned the seniority to work the day shift, but years of overnight hours have taught him how to deal with the riffraff. Hi there. Can I help you? Uh, I know this is going to sound kind of strange, but I would like to deliver a note to a woman that lives in this building. The thing is, I don't know her name. Um, she just walked in like 10 minutes ago. A very attractive woman. And you don't have her name. What apartment is she in? I, I don't know that either. I just saw her outside and I just wanted to give her this note. I'm sorry. I need a name or an apartment number. Listen, I'm sure you know who it is. She just walked in. Ten minutes ago, like, really attractive woman. I'm not sure who you're talking about. Okay, I don't know, maybe a little more. Maybe 20 or 30 minutes ago. An attractive woman that walked in 10 to 30 minutes ago? I need more information than that if you want me to know who you're talking about. Well, uh, um... How do you know her? Okay, look, I just saw this woman walking down the street and we had an immediate connection. We locked eyes. It was a love at first sight kind of thing. Before I knew what was happening, she turned in this building and disappeared before I could do anything. So, I'd like to leave her a note. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. Michael walks outside and meets Anthony on the sidewalk. How'd it go? Um, not well, man. It didn't work. He asked me how I knew her and I told the truth. What? <laughs> you never tell the truth. You're trying to win over the girl, ultimately. The doorman didn't need your honesty. Let's try again. There's another building down the street. Michael walks across the street and enters the Ashford. The doorman is Thomas, 25, a Long Island native. Thomas has just finished organizing a massive UPS delivery and is finally able to settle down and enjoy his meatball sandwich when Michael approaches. Hi there. Um, a woman who lives in this building just dropped this envelope outside, and I thought I'd come in and uh, just deliver it for her. Oh, okay. She just walked in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just within the last few minutes. I don't remember anyone walking through. I don't know, maybe it was a little earlier than that. I was standing outside talking to someone when I saw her drop it. Okay. 
Can you describe her? I don't know. She looked young and attractive. I didn't really get a good look at her face. Okay. Well, I have no idea. I don't remember anyone walking through. Let me peek at the letter and see if it has her name on it or something. Oh, no, no uh, you probably shouldn't. Did you write this? No, 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 I, f- I found... Some kind of game? No, I just... Get out. Michael swiftly exits the Ashford and meets Anthony on the sidewalk. Any better? Uh, no, actually, this one was worse. I told him she dropped the note and I was just returning it, and then he had no idea who it could be. He checked to see if her name was on it. Well, never let them look at the note. Well, he didn't. He didn't exactly like what he saw, so he kicked me out of there. Are you sure this works, man? Yeah... This is all feeling kind of familiar. Maybe this didn't work out as well as I remember. Okay, I've got like ten more of these. Throwing the rest of these away. Back in Astoria, Kelly walks with Bradley hand in hand toward the entrance. As Bradley realizes that this date won't end up back at one of their apartments, he blurts out. So when am I going to see you again? Well, I wasn't planning on coming back to New York until the end of the summer. So it's going to be a while. I, um, I hear there's some killer burgers in Nashville. Yeah, there are. It would be fun for you to come down. Do you have other friends there? Um, not really. I'm not sure that's the best idea, then. As much as I'd love to show you around, you might decide after the first few hours that you don't really like me. Whoa, what are you talking about? I'm not suggesting that I come down there. Can you imagine? We've only hung out twice. Wow, um, that's embarrassing. (laughs) I'm not saying I wouldn't want you to come down and visit. It'd be fun for you to come down and visit. (laughs) I'm embarrassed. Kelly, I'm fucking with you. Obviously, I was suggesting I come visit. You're such a dick. I'm an adult man. I don't need you to babysit me. I think I should come down. We try a bunch of places to eat. If you get sick of me, I'll entertain myself with the Grand Ole Opry, country music shows, and what? Rodeos? I think they let Jews into rodeos now. (laughs) Okay. Let's start talking about it then when I get back to Tennessee. Sounds perfect. All right, I'm going to hop on the train. Call me when your plane lands in Nashville, all right? Sure thing. Good night. Bradley and Kelly close their eyes and share what both intended to be a sweet goodbye kiss. After a few moments, that kiss turns into something much more graphic. It is not until Kelly opens her eyes and notices an elderly woman staring that she begins to break away. They smile at each other, and Bradley begins his descent into the subway station. Halfway down the stairs, he stops and shouts, Wait, Kelly, do they allow Jews at rodeos now? Too Old to Date was created by Mike Tanzillo and Brad Garoon. This episode was written by Brad and Mike. Our theme music is Loveless by Go Go Ghost. Stalk us on social media at Too Old to Date. If you have questions, comments, or the unbearable desire to be an angry troll, email us at info at tooltodate.com. Want to share your dating stories? Give us a call at 718-559-1040 and leave us a message with your story. If we get really good ones, we'll play them on the show. For more info, visit tooltodate.com. And while you're there, consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows, pay for more dates, and <clears throat> maybe give the narrator a raise. Darkest night, and we will glow in our places anymore. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.